I don't know about you guys, but nothing says motivation to me on a Monday morning like Rick Astley and one of the greatest 80s tunes of all time. Welcome to this week's show. I'm Trey Fowler, your host of the ATB Motivational Monday podcast. I appreciate you joining me. And if you clicked on it, you probably did not click on it to hear Rick Ashley. You probably clicked on it to find out a little bit about self-worth. And we'll get to that in just one moment. Before diving into this week's episode, I wanted to say thank you to all of you that have reached out via text or Twitter or Facebook message about the show to this point. I really appreciate that. All of that podcast. Positive feedback means so much to me and really takes me to the core of why I'm doing this. We actually talked in our Bible study last night in the church about doing things you do out of love, not for accolades or for fame or fortune, but doing what you do using God's gifts that he has blessed you with for love. And for me, that's what this podcast is all about. Hopefully being able to give some things back that entertain people, that give people fond memories, or that in this case gives them motivation to start their week and to have a great week that lies in front of them. Let's talk a little bit about that. Let's dive into this week's topic of self-worth and ultimately how are you defining your self-worth i believe that most people define self-worth one of two ways by the results they get or by the process by which they do things and for me as a college baseball coach who spent many many years letting the results define their self-worth i can attest that there is a better way to go about doing things the funny thing is for me i've been a college coach i was a travel ball coach as well for many many years in conjunction with that and when i was coaching travel ball i wasn't as results focused the wins and losses weren't the big deal to me the big deal to me was ensuring that each player i had the opportunity and blessing to coach walked out of the summer better than they walked in more knowledgeable better player better person better understanding of how to play the game the right way. That was my motivation. And for many summers, those were great times. Unfortunately, I was not able to carry that same process-driven approach into my college coaching because I got so tied up in the results piece. And when we lost, my family will attest I wasn't the greatest person to be around that night. And that is unfortunate that I let that happen for so many years. But once I made that shift and I took that same thought process I had in travel ball to college ball and really let my self-worth be defined by the process that I went about on a daily basis and really invested more in that process, did I have a much better situation, a much happier existence once I made that transition. So let's talk about those things and how important being process driven and letting that define your self-worth is as opposed to results driven. Uh, The first thing I want to talk about is the beauty of tying self-worth to process rather than results and some of those things that make that so. First of all, process is controllable. Um, the process by which you go about your daily routine and your daily business, you control that. How hard you work, your work ethic, how your positivity, your energy that you bring to daily tasks, all of those things are things that are well within your control. Unfortunately, results aren't always in your control. If you're a coach and you're pouring all of your time and effort into these young men and trying to make them the best that they can possibly be, no matter 
how much you do, you ultimately don't control how they go out there and perform. You can't throw pitches for them. You can't take at bats for them. That is out of your control. Beyond that and beyond having to rely on 17, 18, 19, 20, 21-year-old guys, um, if you're tying self-worth to results, uh, beyond having to rely on that, you also have a litany of other factors that go into ultimately the results that you get out of it. An umpire could be having a bad day. A ball might take a bad hop that just doesn't go your way. All of those things happen and they're completely out of your control. And if you let the results define your self-worth, it's a very, very negative existence sometimes. Even if you're a salesman and you're one of the best salesmen in the business, you ultimately do not have control over whether that consumer buys your product or not. They ultimately have to make that decision. Maybe you catch them on a bad day where they're very unhappy. Maybe you catch them in a bad financial situation. You ultimately don't have control over what they say. No matter how good you think you are as a salesman, no matter how good you think you are at selling things, they ultimately have the power in the decision. All you can do is the best you can possibly do to sway them and persuade them that your product is the best. But at the end of the day, they have the decision. So the result is ultimately out of your hands. So that's one of the first reasons why I think it's so much better to let process define your self-worth as opposed to results because you can control the process. The second thing is I believe that the process keeps you committed daily. If you are going out there and you are committing to the process and you're letting that define who you are as a person and define your self-worth, in the end, you will stay committed to that a whole lot longer um, because you know what is defining you. You know it's hard work. You know it's positivity. You know it's bringing energy. You know all of these things that are a part of your process that define you, and it helps you stay committed day in and day out. When you tie your self-worth to the results, you'll stay committed as long as the results keep coming. But once adversity slaps you in the face. Once you hit that brick wall and you start losing games or you start losing customers or you start losing contracts, whatever the case may be, whatever line of work that you're in, you get discouraged. And as a result, you do not keep going. You ultimately quit and you ultimately get burnt out because you're not getting the results you want. And ultimately, if that's what defines your self-worth, that is going to be what your driving factor is. Um, the next thing is that the process keeps you from getting discouraged. If I'm defining my self-worth based off how I go about my business, I want to, as a college coach, I wanted to compete. I wanted to compete in the recruiting process, compete in the preparation process, and compete in the development of a player's process. That's where I threw my time, energy, and effort into. I could control all those things. And it allowed me to be more encouraged. I could look at myself in the mirror and know that I did everything I could from a recruiting standpoint, staying at field 16, 18, 20-hour days from a development standpoint, trying to put, you know, better myself as a coach, learn more about my craft so that I can in turn breed that into my players and help make them better. And then preparation, spending hours upon hours upon hours on scouting reports 
to make sure that our guys were more prepared than the other team. If you're a salesman, you have the opportunity to do the exact same kind of things, and it keeps you from getting discouraged if you continue to be process-driven. Tie your self-worth to the process rather than tying your self-worth to the results because at the end of the day, discouragement, if you're tying your self-worth to results, is inevitable. You can't win every game. You can't close every sale. If you are process-driven and tying your self-worth to the process, you will stay committed day in and day out. You'll stay committed to bettering yourself. You'll stay committed to the competition factor that is involved in whatever it is that you're doing, and you will not get near as discouraged as you will if you're tying your self-worth to the results. One verse that comes to mind as I think about being process-oriented is uh, 1 Corinthians 10.31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. I think that's a great verse to help keep us grounded in the process, to allow our process to ultimately define our self-worth and not let results creep in and define our self-worth. I think that's a great verse to look back on as motivation to be more process-oriented, process-driven, and our self-worth be defined by our process, something that we can control day in and day out, something that's not affected by the ebbs and flows that results are, and something that keeps us more positive and less discouraged and keeps us moving forward and moving the way that we need to move to have a positive self-worth. By committing to process and letting that be what defines our self-worth, we put a lot of positive out into the world. We put a lot of good things out into the world. And by doing that, I'm a big believer that you get good things in return. Those results that you seek and those results that you crave, try committing to the process, letting that define your self-worth. Put as much hard work and good out into the world as you possibly can and see how much good comes back to you. That brings me to a great verse to close out this week from Matthew 5 verses 14 through 16. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father from heaven. Let's go out and be a light this week. That's your motivation. Let's go out and be a light. Let's start tying our self-worth to our process rather than results and see what great things lie in store. That's it for this week. That's it for this edition of the ATB Motivational Monday podcast. I'm your host, Trey Fowler, reminding you to stay motivated.